Welcome back. Travel Thursday. Welcome back to Travel Support Thursday, the show where we answer all of your burning travel questions every single week. Burning. They're burning. They're Sizzling. <laughs> travel Thursday. <laughs> travel Thursday. What are we talking about today? Okay, yeah, I think we've got some really good topics. First of all, thank you all so much for all of the great questions and comments, especially around medical tourism last yeah. week. It seems like that's a really kind of hot topic, and yeah. a lot of people are very interested in it, especially with how, like, ludicrously expensive healthcare is in the u.s so i don't know that's what brought our attention to it and we're glad that it kind of like resonated with a lot of you yeah. out there and today we're answering some of your questions about travel tuesday not to be confused with travel thursday yeah this is the better version but the other one only comes like once a year so i think we're okay yeah and then today we're going to answer the 10 things that we do as soon as we land in a new country or as soon as we know we're going to a new country oh right so all those like prep work things that you got to do before you get there yeah. and then how to make landing feel good and not just like an overwhelming big task list of 100 things to do that right to start we just wanted to follow up on the great conversation and the comments that we received from all of you from last week's podcast about medical tourism in general we heard from a lot of you who also had great experiences mm -hmm. abroad some not so great experiences abroad getting healthcare, but overall it seems like this is a topic that people are generally interested in. So as a recap last week, Josh uh, went to see a doctor, a, a litany of doctors. I went to see like 30 doctors. So <laughs> I signed up for the everything checkup at yeah. Bangkok Hospital in Bangkok and it cost like $330 and they ran, I think 65 tests That's was wild. the final count. Um, 65? Yeah, so blood tests and then eyesight and then my ears and then they gave me a chest x-ray and then they did everything you could think of that you would get across like a year's worth of checkups from normal healthcare. They did it in about 30 minutes. That's wild. Yeah. And overall, a pretty good experience. We did get a follow-up question yeah. um, from Boydster M., who asks, how did you decide on Bangkok Hospital for where mm. to do your medical appointment? Medical tourism has been super intimidating for me to figure out what is a good facility versus a bad one. Yeah, so Reddit yeah. was is the kind of short answer and a couple of YouTube reviews, but I would say the biggest thing is that Bangkok Hospital had right on their website prices, clear mm. list of things that they'd done, and then like a gajillion good reviews of people who had done the thing that I was about to go do, which was yeah. like the everything checkup. And one of my big concerns going into it was like, would we be able to understand each other? I was about to see like 30 doctors. Mm -hmm. So would I be able to communicate with some or all of them, especially as they're like giving me back important information about sure. my health? And Bangkok Hospital had a lot of like very clear reviews that said, hey, everybody here speaks English. And yeah. I think that that's true across all the international hospitals in mm -hmm. Thailand. I don't think that like Bangkok Hospital is like special for that, mm -hmm. but they were right next to where we were staying. The prices were clear. The thing that they offered were clear. And lots of other people had talked about getting that same service from them. Yeah, it it has been, it's been interesting to see how much we rely on like things like Reddit and yeah. Google reviews to see firsthand experiences of what yeah, people say. And this is not just true about, you know, healthcare facilities, but everything. Really firsthand reviews is really what makes a difference yeah. for me for a lot of things. And to also know that and and maybe this is skewed but it's often helpful for me to know if there are reviewers specifically that speak the same language as me mm. it makes me know it makes me feel like oh then perhaps people like me are welcome here yeah yeah and i think i i think i trust reddit too much in a lot of ways <laughs> because i think reddit 
is just filled with super skeptical people. Like mm. generally it's the place that you go when you want like the real info, but generally that just means like a whole bunch of people who if you ask them like is the cup half full or half empty, they'd be like there has never been water in that cup and there <laughs> will never be water in that cup. <laughs> Running dry. Yes. And that's that I think is like the general tone of Reddit overall. Mm. So like it feeds that kind of like skeptical nature that I think I try to fight against personally. Interesting. But I find very useful when it comes to like reviewing things or finding if a thing is real or, or worth not. it. Yeah, or worth it or not. And I think for that perspective, Reddit is useful. But if you'd spend too much time there, which I have, I think you just kind of come out of it with this very overly skeptical viewpoint on the world, this very like negative viewpoint on the world especially when it comes to medical tourism and yeah. i found lots of like reviews where it's just like one guy had a bad experience and then that hospital is just like dead to the internet forever yeah and but isn't that true about a lot of reviews i actually once heard a great piece of advice which was this applies to maybe all reviews google amazon anything that has stars yeah um the three star reviews are often the most helpful for sure because they give the most detail and the most balance, right? It's not just like everything is amazing. Wow. The food was delicious. Yeah. Everything was clean. It was like, these are the pros and these are the cons. Yeah. So I think that as far as like making a good choice mm -hmm. for the hospital that you want to go to, which was my biggest concern when I was booking it, it sounds like it's yours too. I would say go to Reddit first, but just like, no, that everybody there is going to be looking for like what's wrong in the situation and they're going to focus on that part mm -hmm. for the hospital and take that information with a grain of salt and then go and look over on Google reviews, which will tell you generally all the things that are right. Mm -hmm. And then between those two things, you should be able to find good, useful information for like what's actually good for the procedure mm -hmm. that you're trying to get. Yeah, actually, I... Well, one of the other questions that we got last week was why didn't I go do one of these wellness checkups? And yeah. I mean, it's there's no real long answer except for that I already had a checkup in the last year, so I didn't necessarily feel like I needed one. Yeah, and um, you kind of wanted me to like test it out. Yeah, first that's true. To see what because it's kind of expensive, you know, it's like yeah. three hundred something dollars. Yeah. And before both of us threw down that kind of money, I think we wanted to determine if this was actually going to be worth it. And yeah. I think afterwards, I would say it definitely was. Well, and I mean, I guess the differences between a, a male and a female wellness checkup is different. But anyway, <laughs> yeah, we won't true. go into the details. But essentially, essentially, I just didn't feel like for me, it was something that I needed or necessarily wanted at the time. Mm. It might be something I would consider in the future for sure. But I already had a checkup in the last year, which was pretty great. But while we were in Bangkok, I did get a dental checkup, and that is something that I have we've done before in Thailand. Mm -hmm. um, and the same process applies. I looked at Google to see in the nearby area what kind of dental clinics were in the area. A lot of the clinics in Bangkok are actually really awesome because they are set up for people like us who are visiting, who may not speak Thai, mm -hmm. who speak English, and just want to get either cosmetic dental work or just a health check or just a checkup or a cleaning like I did. Yeah. And I think the the biggest thing that I was looking for was primarily I wanted to know how much it was going to cost, which the place like all almost all of the clinics list their list price for all of their services. Yeah. And I used Google reviews and Reddit thoroughly to look at what people's experiences were. Yeah, and I think just the booking process for things like this is a little weird if you're coming from the mm -hmm. US. Whereas 
from the U.S. It might be a phone call or it might be online. But I would say most of the dental places and the hospitals here, you're going to book through WhatsApp. That's what I use. You're just going to message them on WhatsApp. So you need to have that. All of them will have a WhatsApp. Yeah, or line. I mean, mm-hmm. I think in the end, I was down to, I was trying to decide between two different clinics in the nearby area. And I ended up picking the one that got back to me the quickest. And it was through line. Yeah. And they had availability for the next day. Um, the process itself was really easy. I just said, I am a new patient and I want to get my teeth cleaned. It's been a while. And, um, They scheduled me, no questions asked. I showed up to the clinic. It was super clean. It was super nice. The people there were so friendly from the receptionist all the way to the dentist and the hygienist. It wasn't maybe as thorough or as long of an appointment as I had expected from like past dental visits that I've had back at home. Mm -hmm. But maybe that's because I take good care of my teeth. Yeah, maybe. (laughs) (laughs) But I think to answer that question... It, you know, it can feel intimidating, but reading everyone's reviews, specifically the good and the bad, mm-hmm. and seeing that many people like us who travel to different countries um, go see these clinics and these doctors is really helpful. One thing that I didn't really know to look out for until this like last trip was actually a lot of dental clinics in Bangkok, and maybe this is true for a lot of different clinics across the world, there are different accreditations and certificates that um, are internationally recognized. Mm. And that was one thing that I noticed across the clinics in Bangkok. So that might be another maybe reassurance for some people that are intimidated about it um, and want to know that like the standards are maybe clear across the board that's it okay what do we got next what are we talking about so our next question comes from our friend sarah oh what's up sarah um who actually sent us this instagram reel asking us about what's the deal with this travel tuesday have you heard about it is this something that is worth it would you guys consider it so the reel that she sent was essentially this this person who was saying don't book your flights for January, February, March, or next year until Travel Tuesday, mm. which is this year, uh, November 28th. So for those of you that don't know, Travel Tuesday is essentially this this name for like Black Friday and some Cyber Monday, but specifically for travel deals. Yeah. I'm a non-believer, <laughs> yeah. is what I would say. I... Uh, I I don't think that there's any real difference at all between flight or hotel prices. There's that skepticism. But I do think that there (laughs) is probably a big price difference in like packages. Mm -hmm. And I think that those will go on sale next Tuesday. But I would love to be proven wrong. So to be honest, when Sarah sent this to us, I I hadn't really thought too much about it. At first, I wasn't sure what Travel Tuesday was referring to. Is it like the idea that... You know, you always get better flight deals when you book on a Tuesday mm-hmm. versus like a weekend or but then I looked into it and I was like, oh, this is an actual date that people say November 28th or the Tuesday after Thanksgiving, essentially, for those of you that celebrate Thanksgiving. That's when apparently there are massive airline, hotel, flight deals, whatever. I also am pretty skeptical yeah. I mean, I think we're kind of of the opinion that if you see a good deal, just book it. Right. Um, no matter what time of year or what time of day it is. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know if this is real. I don't know if this is real. There are some 
airlines that have announced deals that mm. are going to be going on sale on this like travel Tuesday. One of them is Frontier is selling a year-long unlimited pass for $500, which honestly sounds like signing up for like the seventh circle of hell. A year? What did, wait, wait, tell me more. <laughs> okay, so you can fly as much as you want on certain Frontier flights for an entire year for $500. Now you got to pay for all the baggage and all the other stuff that they're going to hit you with as you're traveling. But five hundred dollars for a year? Of, yes, it's domestic. So for for those of you that no don't know, Frontier Airlines is a U.S. based. It's like Ryanair budget. or Air Asia or whatever. It's but it's that, like that seems see that the the person in me that loves a good deal hears mm. that I'm like that sounds awesome. If I travel. <laughs> But then you'd have to fly only Frontier and they're like middle of the night flights oh. for the entirety of a year, which sounds just awful. So, <laughs> sounds I mean, terrible. So, yeah. I so, think- that exists. And then, like, uh, Hopper, for example, another like flight aggregator seller website has said they're going to be offering like 30% off some of their flights. Mm. Booking.com is having a sale for like 10% off of hotels. There are deals, but I don't think that they're actually any cheaper. I just think that they jack the price up and then give you a 10% discount back down to feel like you're getting something. Because they don't control the price. Like Hilton controls the price of how much a Hilton hotel will go for. And then different aggregators can either like set their own price, but they're all right around the same. I don't know. I think we should run an experiment. I do think, yeah. I thought maybe one thing that we could do is just, so today is Travel Thursday where we are in Southeast Asia. It's Thursday, November 23rd. Mm -hmm. And what we thought we could do is just like, I'm going to screen record my phone right now. So we're just going to go to googleflights.com and we're just going to go from, let's say like Chicago, Illinois, Mm because Midwest, why not? And then Europe, continent, the entire continent. We're just going to see. This way we'll get a whole bunch of different prices and we can see which ones actually went on sale and which ones didn't. When should we, let's say... Obviously, after November 28th. But yeah, yeah. yeah, let's say like February 6th to February 21st. How about okay. that? So right now for London, actually, that's really good. February 6th to the 21st mm. from Chicago to London is about yeah. 592. Just hit the map. Paris is 535. Mm. Rome is 570. So all around 500-ish. Yep. So I'm taking a screen recording and then we'll just do the same experiment on November 28th. Yeah, so we're just going to put out a video on Travel Tuesday, like breaking down, if we can find them, the top five best deals to be had on Travel Tuesday, if there are any. Okay. (laughs) I am, uh, I I definitely, I'm skeptical that we're going to find anything worth your time. Yeah, I I almost, I'm I'm feeling like, especially with travel, you know, it requires a lot of planning ahead of time. Like, I I don't see the benefit of waiting to a very, till a very specific date to see if you get that deal yeah you know it almost feels like if you see a good deal just book it because almost (laughs) always it's just gonna go away we'll see we'll see how about let's decide on the 28th whether this chicago to london paris or rome or lisbon or madrid is any cheaper either way on travel tuesday we're gonna release a video on this channel that goes through just the best deals that we could find so hopefully there's gonna be a lot of really good deals but to be honest skeptical jersh I don't think I don't think anything special is going to happen. I don't think anything, spe- this, but I would love to be proven wrong. This redditor is skeptical. <laughs> Too much here. time on Reddit. Surprise! Too much time on Reddit. Yeah, I think we're going to have more of an update on this next week when we release that video. We might even do a live stream. We might even do a live stream. Whoa! That'd be fun. That'd be fun. That's we haven't new. done a live stream yet. So the next question that we got 
is a great question that comes from Rick MC 73, who says that they're starting to travel abroad from the US this year, Canada, Banff and Jasper backpacking sounds awesome. Guatemala and Colombia. We definitely want to go visit those countries. Yes. Um, so their question is, how do you all solve for the following fun in air quotes <laughs> things upon arrival in a new country? Uh, yeah. I hope these are mostly universal challenges. Things like getting local currency, understanding local Uber laws and how to use it or not use it, local smaller flights when you don't speak the language, yet changes are needed, when a flight is late or missed, finding a gym to work out, especially when local weather is iffy. And last but not least, how do you actually really use Google Translate in a variety of real world situations? <laughs> I think this is actually a really great question and something that we everybody struggles I with think these things we struggle Absolutely. and we kind of sometimes take for granted mm -hmm. all these little micro decisions that you have to make when you decide on visiting a new country even like even outside of the things that we do like upon arrival there's mm -hmm. tons of things that we do but even before arrival so let's just like we thought it might be fun just to talk about like what are from start to finish when we decide we're going to a new country yep. what are our things that we do okay so i think let's start before we even book the flight which sure. is like way early i would start at aa sherpa so american airlines acquired i think or partnered with a website called sherpa during the mm -hmm. pandemic and this website was the best source of information mm -hmm. for figuring out like what covid tests you needed to take or what paperwork you had to fill Remember out or any of that, of that other stuff that you needed to do to travel anywhere, yeah. anywhere in the world. So what you do is you just like literally go to Google, you type in AA space Sherpa, and then the first link, which we're gonna put down in the description, leads, leads you to this website where you tell it what passport you have, if you're COVID vaccinated, mm -hmm. and then it'll, and then you type in like where you're going from and where you're going to, and it spits out not just your COVID testing requirements, but mm -hmm. also the visa requirements, any like arrival paperwork you need to fill out, yeah. any tests that you need to do after arrival, which is rare these days, but still does exist. Yeah. Um, what the mask rules are, everything that you'd want to know, like before About getting you, there. Yeah. Yeah. Like before you fly there, if you need a visa or not, did I already say visa? If you need a visa or not, it also covers that. All these information, as well as up-to-date links for the government websites of where you need to so it put these saved, things there. It's great. It saved you like the extra steps of visiting each of these countries, like embassy, consulate yeah. websites, <laughs> yeah. to figure out which are like, always inaccurate. What are the always what are the date. exit entry requirements? So yeah, I would say that's our like very first step when we know we want to go somewhere. Mm -hmm. What are the entry requirements? Are there things that we need to do in advance? And then we actually, like for a lot of these that aren't visa-free places, yeah. um, depending on your passport, yeah, you might have to fill out an application. Mm -hmm. Like We've had to do this for like Australia, yeah. New Zealand. Yeah, like it'll tell you just like uh, in Australia, like you need to fill out the Australian ETA and then it'll mm -hmm. have give you a link to that and that link will open up the app on your iPhone and then through that app, you fill out the ETA and pay them $20 and then they come, then you go back to the website and you're like, oh, I also need to fill out like arrival paperwork mm -hmm. and then, oh, I need a QR code that mm -hmm. I provide to them once I get there. But, but, but I would say that's like the first big step yeah. after booking our flight is doing our visas. I usually do that before we even book the flight. Oh, just but don't to... they need your flight information? Yes, but I want to know like what I have to do to get in oh, before I, I actually book the yeah. flight, right? Like I'd want to be sure that like I, I can, can actually I go. Can go. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. And I would say also check the visa requirements for the country that you want to visit. If you can go book that flight, mm -hmm. then go and actually fill out the visa application if that's something you need to do. Something that is also required for some of these visa applications is like the location of the place that you're going to stay in. So yep. 
if you're booking a hotel, you should get the hotel booked and get that address for the visa application. Yeah. And then at that point, I'm thinking about, okay, that's a, probably a one-way flight for us because we generally go like mm-hmm. on big trips where we're like, Sydney to Singapore to Bangkok to Hanoi. So if we're doing a loop like that, I'm thinking, okay, where am I heading next? And mm-hmm. how can I make it look like I have an exit flight, mm-hmm. but make sure that it's cancelable or flexible or flexible in case we change the date, time or location that we're flying to next, which mm-hmm. happens to us all the time. Yes. So generally for that, I'm going to use our American Airlines miles. Mm-hmm. I'm going to book Proof of onward travel for when I think we're going to leave mm-hmm. in a cancelable form, which is an award flight through them. And then after we arrive, if we change it, I'll just like cancel it, get the points returned, and then book another flight exiting out. So that's like the the pre-getting there kind of stuff. Yeah. But I would say like right before we leave for our flight, there are a couple of things that we're doing, right? We're setting travel notices with our banks, yeah. right? So credit cards. if you have a credit card or debit card that you're going to be using abroad, letting them know what countries you're going to and mm-hmm. when packing (laughs) yeah just like jamming all of our stuff in a suitcase i would say packing is relatively i would say that the level of difficulty that our packing requires Mm -hmm. depends on what kind of airline we're flying yeah we're always flying like the most budget crazy (laughs) cheap airlines you know like the ones with like seven kilograms which is like 15 pounds yeah worth of like available stuff you can bring so we're cons when you're bringing big microphones like these things and cameras like that Generally, that's not a lot. Yeah. <laughs> so not a lot of extra space. We're definitely rearranging a lot and reweighing our baggages like down to the wire even right yes. before we're flying. Yes. Right before the flight, mm-hmm. what Aero, do we do? Aerolo. I'm buying it. Right before, oh. right before we hop on a flight, I'll use the Wi-Fi at the airport yes. before we leave. To get a SIM card. To buy a SIM card. Like an eSIM mm-hmm. is what we always buy through Aerolo or Ubiggy. Mm-hmm. Ubiggy for Japan, South Korea, New Zealand, Maybe I would use it again. Taiwan. Taiwan, for sure. Yeah. And then Aerolo for almost everywhere else yeah. that we go. And you can even install the eSIM yeah. like when you have Wi-Fi or on your regular you know, phone before you leave the U.S. And then just don't turn it on until you land in the new country. Yeah. So we'll have that SIM paid for, installed before we even step on the flight to head there. So that way when we land, we just mm-hmm. turn it on and bam, we got data right away. If we're lucky Um, before the flight, we're visiting a lounge. (laughs) Yeah. I will, in that lounge, be signing up for whatever the local transportation slash food delivery app is. Mm -hmm. So here in most of Southeast Asia, it's Grab Mm -hmm. and sometimes Uber. Mm -hmm. Uh, What's the other thing that we used here before? In South Korea, it's Kakao. In Japan, I have no freaking idea. I've never really used like a taxi app there. I'm sure it exists, but I haven't found one. Never really had to. Um, I think in Australia, we've used Uber and Didi before. Yeah, Didi's great as well for a lot of Europe. Um, So I'm just like doing a quick Google search or ending up on Reddit again, Mm -hmm. ending up on Reddit to be like, hey, what's the taxi app for here? And it'll it'll normally tell you right away. Yeah. So like basically using the Wi-Fi that you have to download all the relevant apps that you think Mm -hmm. you might need. So like Uber, Grab, Didi, and then like searching for those things. Google Translate, which I love. And Google Maps, um, we use a lot. Um, Something that I find really helpful too when we do have access to Wi-Fi before we get to a new country is downloading 
the maps. So I don't know if you know this, but like something that I recently learned is that Google Maps has an option for you to download a map of the entire city or mm-hmm. the area that you're going to be staying in, which is really clutch in situations where you don't have service or you don't have data, you don't have Wi-Fi and you need to find directions or w- yeah. you need to know where to go. So you can download the maps and use them offline. Yeah, absolutely. And same with Google Translate, you can actually download the language mm-hmm. of the place that you're heading to beforehand, which is also very, very handy for times that you don't have data on your phone. Yeah. So we're in the lounge, we're, you know, taking part in all the food. Priority we're passing gonna... it up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. If we're lucky enough. And then we're downloading all these things. We're getting all of like, especially if we're taking a budget airline, we're downloading YouTube videos, mm-hmm. we're watching, we're downloading things on Amazon video so we have things to watch. We're also packing a bunch of food because mm-hmm. most of these flights that we do, even if they're like 10 hours, don't mm-hmm. include meals at all. And maybe this is just a me thing, but I like And we're cheap to, as hell. <laughs> and maybe this is just a me thing, but right before we get onto the flight, I like to make sure I have certain things in my pocket. So like I'll have my AirPods and my earbuds Mm-hmm. the ones that you can plug directly into the TVs that if they have them yeah. and and have like my passport handy because I don't I don't know for me like when I get on the plane I just want to shove my backpack under the seat and just have all the things with me because mm-hmm. I don't want to have to shuffle around or just be the person that holds up the the aisle yeah. as people are coming through so I just like to have those key things in my pockets and a and a USB charger. For sure, for <laughs> sure. And this this big old battery pack that we have with, we bring with us literally everywhere yeah. to be able to charge our phones and our laptops while we're, while we're on plane. So we're on the flight. It's generally like a 10 plus hour flight to <sighs> somewhere else, usually with a connection on the cheapest airline that we could find. Mm-hmm. So we're watching our Amazon Prime downloaded videos or our YouTube videos that we downloaded before we hopped on. And yeah. then... We don't watch the same things. Eating countless protein bars and or spam musubis <laughs> that we correct. brought with us on the plane. Uh, usually also bringing our own water because, yeah. uh, for example, we just flew this like 10 hour thing with Scoot Airlines and yep. they just like won't provide water to you on the plane. You have to buy it. So we'll pack all that stuff, having a good time on the plane. And then sometime on the flight, they're going to come around with the entry cards that you yeah. got to fill out. And then we just fill those out with the information of when we're getting in and when we're leaving. Um then we land. Usually right after we land, I'm turning on my Ubiggy or Aerolo eSIM, making sure that I have data, checking the prices of Uber slash DD slash Grab or whichever service we're using. Or more often than not, we're taking a train. Yeah. So I'm using Google Maps to find the train route as well as how much it costs. Mm-hmm. Get in, get through immigration, show them all the paperwork that we had to bring. And then picking up a little bit of cash at the ATM, usually like 150 US worth after we land and then picking up a train card like we've shown in all of our three days and next videos picking up a train card um, if the places that we're in has easily accessible public transportation that's what mm -hmm. we're doing we're always getting a a train card and and topping up to make sure that we have enough for Mm -hmm. to get wherever we need to go yep exactly or grabbing a taxi through one of the taxi apps so then whichever method that we're getting to our hotel whichever 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 which (laughs) Which, however, however, we are getting to the hotel. Are you the Queen of England over here? What is, is that? What is that? A British accent to whichever. have? Whichever. Whichever. People, 
people are going to be hearing us breathing into their ears. So sorry. So <laughs> Whichever. sorry about that. Whichever. Anyway, mm-hmm. anyway, whatever route that we're taking <laughs> yeah. to get to our hotel, either, you know, in a taxi or on the train, this is actually where I love using Google Translate. Yeah. So I think one of the questions was, you know, what's the use case? When do you actually use Google Translate? I use it for a lot of different reasons on the actual and on the way, like as soon as we get into the country, even on the flight, I like to just search what are some of the like basic phrases that I should learn that I should know when I'm in a new country. So, for example, we're in Vietnam. They have a way for you to listen to someone pronouncing it. So thank you. In Vietnamese is. Come on. Come on. I think, you know, I think we're like, we're in Hanoi, so we can just like, let's just show them at a restaurant how we would use Google Translate. Mm. Let's just like, take a break here, we'll go and do that, and then we'll come back and finish this up. Okay. I mean, there's one like right outside. Okay. Okay, so let's say that I'm interested in whatever this performance is that we can't read right now, but I don't know any of the... I can't figure out like when it is or what it is or how to get tickets or whatever. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to go in here. I'm going to hit Vietnamese from the from and then English for the translate to hit the camera button. Okay. And then all I got to do is just point it at the side. Okay. So it looks like we figured out that this is a dance show done by Huang Quan Mai. Uh, there's people artists. There's like choreography. And it looks like the thing is happening on November 22nd. So couple of days ago but, but so Google Translate this also works mostly on menus at restaurants uh, kind of like anything you can think of that's in a different language and also and also you can just take pictures of things translate them later you can translate websites by just taking a screenshot of them and then putting it in Google Translate it's awesome we use it for almost everything including live conversations and translating those it's really cool okay hope that helps Okay, so that was super fun. Yeah. So it does a nice little break. I mean, it's it's such a multifunctional tool mm-hmm. and we take it for granted yes. so often because it's just great. And yeah. we use it to like communicate with the person who's running the restaurant to ask them how much it costs yes. or there's just yeah. so many there's so many uses for it. And especially that like camera option where it can just live translate whatever's right. It's just We've used it so, so much in Japan and yeah. South Korea. Yes. And and what has amazed me is actually how many people there use it too. Like mm-hmm. we've been to coffee shops in South Korea where I I can't speak Korean and they they will bring out their phone and start tapping, what would you like to order? Would you yeah. like a small? Would you like a medium? What kind of would you like milk in your coffee? You right. know, all these different things, it, all these different ways that we can communicate with people through this little app. Yeah, like the barber yesterday when he asked me, like, what do you want for your hair? And he like didn't speak English and I don't speak Vietnamese, unfortunately. So I just like typed in the thing and held it up to him and he was like, oh, okay. And you showed him a picture. Or... Yeah, and then I showed him a picture, but I just like typed in, like, leave it long on top and short on the sides That's and stuff like that. And just handed it to him and he was like, oh, yeah, I know how to do that. Yeah. And just like, it solves all these problems that used to be just the language barrier was too high to possibly solve mm-hmm. in any reasonable way. And Google Translate just solves them. Yeah. Instantly. That's incredible. So that I would say is like the best use. I mean, there's so many uses for Google Translate. But yes. that brings us to, yeah, we finally arrive in the new country and we get to go get food, I think is usually what we 
Yes. Usually do immediately after arriving, which oh, yeah. is what you just saw yeah, there. Yeah, because we're starving because all we've eaten are crappy protein bars for the entirety Spam of the flight. Spamuzubis. Yeah, Spamuzubis are a nice treat, but we don't always have them. Yeah. So hopefully that was helpful. That's like kind of how we approach our start to finish when we're going to a new place, what mm -hmm. we do. And yeah, if you have any other questions, please leave them in the comments below. We really enjoy tackling all of your travel related questions. Yeah, because like when, when you said like fun in air quotes yeah. for those things, I actually do consider all of those things really fun, <laughs> weirdly. And I think that's part of the reason why I love travel is solving those problems mm. over and over again. Everywhere that we go to is kind of like putting a, you know, like putting yeah. a puzzle together. Yeah. Every time is like getting all these pieces that are important to our lives and making them work no matter where we go, such as like finding a place to record this podcast it's or just, finding a place with real internet yeah, to upload like it. It's kind <laughs> of just like become a part of our routine. Yes. And I don't know, I love routines. So yeah, yeah. they're kind of heartwarming. Yeah. So if any of these questions didn't cover like the things that you needed to know or you want us to like go deeper into them, just ask. But we're going to come back to you guys all on Travel Tuesday and we're going to show you exactly the final, final verdict, all of the best deals that we can find. And it might just be the shortest episode ever where we show up and be like, there's no good. Deals. Or maybe we'll be proven <laughs> wrong. Yeah, I'm, I'm hopeful there will be so many good travel deals that we have found and we can come back and share with you. But I don't think so for be. next week. Ask your questions <laughs> for Travel Tuesday. Yep. Ooh, that'll feel weird. Ooh, yeah. Will the jingle still apply? Travel Tuesday. It yeah. just sounds wrong. It yeah. just sounds wrong. Just See sounds you wrong. then. <laughs>